Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 26th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 124 and now we're going to enter this part where it's going to talk about all these different people in the church. It's going to talk about all these different members and disciples and What I love here is that the Lord is going to talk about different qualities of each of these people. And so I thought it would be fun today to take a look at these qualities that the Lord is reverencing or respecting in each of these people and talk about what they mean and how we can develop these attributes or these qualities for ourselves. So first in verse 15, it says, and again, verily I say unto you, blessed is my servant Hiram Smith. For I, the Lord, love him because of the integrity of his heart, and because he loveth that which is right before me, saith the Lord. Those are such neat characteristics and qualities. First of all, I love that it says that the Lord loves him because of the integrity of his heart. Elder Worthland described integrity this way. He said, integrity means always doing what is right and good regardless of the immediate consequences. It means being righteous from the very depths of our soul, not only in our actions, but more importantly, in our thoughts and in our hearts. I love that description of being righteous from the very depths of our soul. I once heard it described as being righteous in the dark. What do we do when no one's looking? What do we do and who are we if there were no consequences? Integrity is the goodness of our hearts, the honesty of our hearts, and what we do on a basis of who we are. Not because we're scared of getting caught, not because we just think it's what we should be doing. It's righteous living because of righteous hearts. So I absolutely love that. In fact, Elder Scott once said that the bedrock of character is integrity. Each of us have received the Spirit of Christ and the gift of the Holy Ghost. And because of those gifts, we have the ability to have personal integrity, to have integrity of heart. But it requires living true to that gift of the Holy Ghost. It requires living worthy of that gift so that the Holy Ghost can teach us how to maintain our integrity at all times and in all things and in all places. Because the things that we do ultimately become the people that we are. Elder Bednar once taught people of integrity and honesty not only practice what they preach, they are what they preach. Our integrity should become such an important part of us that it becomes who we are. And not only do we practice integrity, but we are people of integrity. Now the Lord goes on and he says another amazing quality about Hiram Smith. He says that he loveth that which is right before me. I absolutely love that phrase. He loveth that which is right before me. For Hiram Smith, living the gospel wasn't a chore. It wasn't something difficult. It wasn't something that he did begrudgingly. Hiram Smith loved that which was right before God. Obedience became a delight to him. Elder Stolle once quoted President Benson when he said, when obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, In that moment, God will endow us with power. My friends, I have to believe that Hiram Smith was a man of power. Integrity was at the heart of who he was, and he loved that which was right before God. Obedience was never an irritant for him. It was his quest. 
And when we begin to more and more love that which is right before God, when we aren't just obedient for obedience sake, when we don't just know the doctrines, but the doctrines become a part of who we are, then we truly begin to love what's right before God. And we can begin to experience the power that President Benson has promised. Okay, another really beautiful characteristic that the Lord is pointing out here is in John C. Bennett, verse 17 says, and for his love, he shall be great. My friends, seriously, can you think of a better thing to be said of you? Now, maybe I'm morbid, but I really like funerals because I love to hear what people have to say about who has passed on. I love to hear how that person will be remembered. I always leave funerals super inspired to be better and to gain those type of attributes for myself. And my friends, I cannot think of a better attribute or something better that could be said of me than I was great because of my love. We talked the other day about the principle of charity, how charity is kind of the master of all virtues and how all other virtues flow from charity. My friends, when we can love and love purely and love perfectly, we have developed charity. And that charity that's in us can begin to be the parent of all other good virtues. In fact, Elder Uchtdorf once said, as we extend our hands and hearts towards others in Christ-like love, something wonderful happens to us. Our own spirits become healed, more refined, and stronger. Truly, we can become great as we develop this kind of love for God's children. Sometimes we have a tendency to overthink what charity is or what love is. We think of it as bringing the casserole. But truly, my friends, love oftentimes is just showing up, showing up with a hug, showing up with a smile, expressing love freely and openly. Elder Worthlin once said, sometimes the greatest love is not found in the dramatic scenes that poets and writers immortalize. Often, the greatest manifestation of love are the small, simple acts of kindness and caring we extend to those we meet along the path of life. Truly, the characteristic of love is what makes us great. And we can begin to love more freely as we give others the benefit of the doubt, as we're willing to love people rather than judge them. Mother Teresa once said, when we judge people, we have no time to love them. And so rather than judge, we can trust that everyone is just doing the best they can with what they have. And we can love them where they are and for who they are not necessarily trying to change them or to make them more like us, but to just meet them where they are and love them how they are, without judgment, without stipulation, just pure Christ-like love that oftentimes is based in action. And now finally in verse 20, the Lord is speaking to George Miller, whose name is not one that we hear often, but I love what the Lord has to say about him. He says, George Miller is without guile. He may be trusted because of the integrity of his heart and for the love he has to my testimony. Now, I love that, that he is without guile. That's a phrase that we use a lot or a word that we use a lot. And sometimes I don't think we totally understand what it means. Elder Worthlin taught, when Christ spoke of being without guile, he referred to something far deeper than outward appearance. He was reaching into the soul 
to the very heart of righteousness. He was touching the key to goodness and to the Christ-like life. To be without guile is to be pure in heart, an essential virtue of those who would be counted among the true followers of Christ. If we are without guile, we are honest, true, and righteous. My friends, these virtues that the Lord points out here, to have integrity of heart, to love that which is right, to love others, to be without guile and righteous in our core, and to love our testimonies, those are attributes of Christ-like disciples. Those are attributes that might take a lifetime to acquire. Even just one of them might take a lifetime to acquire. But my friends, I testify that as we focus on one single Christ-like attribute, and as we seek to make it a core part of who we are, as we seek to make that attribute our default mode, I testify that we will be blessed for our efforts, and that in thought and in action and in our hearts, we will become slowly, day by day, week by week, month by month, more like the Savior. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.